everybody. Welcome to Table Talk, a place for meeting new friends and honest conversations. We're so thankful that you are joining us today, and it is my pure joy to get to hang out with my friend, Joe Henderson. Thank you for coming today and hanging out. Thank you for inviting me. It's, it's an honor to be here. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. I love any time I get to see Joe. He always has a smile and a hug and a sweet word, and you have such a calming presence about you that Thank you're you. great to run into. And I know so many people are going, yes, that's my friend Joe. That's who he is. But there's also lots of people mm -hmm. watching that go, I don't know, Joe. Yeah. Or maybe I've seen him in the hallways at the church, but I don't sure. know who he is. So just introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about yourself, just your family, maybe where you grew up. Okay. Um, a little, maybe we'll get to how you ended up at Sagemont, that story, but yeah. just start out sharing just who you are with us. Sure. My name is Joe Henderson. Um, I uh, grew up here in Houston. With, I'm a Milby graduate, as okay. are a number of so our many other, people. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, was in was in the same class with Richard Hart. Uh, so you know, okay. number of us hanging out together That's here. That's cool. Um, I, I'm a, a widower. My wife Pam passed away just short of two years ago. Have two children, uh, a son Mark who lives here in Houston with his wife Kate. They live over kind of Garden Oaks area. Uh, they have no children, so no grandchildren here in Houston. Yeah. Uh, a daughter, Julie, she and her husband, Davis, live in South Carolina. They're actually, their house is actually about two miles outside of the booming metropolis of Clio, South Carolina, <laughs> population 700. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure everyone knows exactly where that <laughs> yeah, is, Joe. <laughs> yeah, even, even South Carolinians don't know, don't know where, where, that, where that, is. that is. Most of them don't. Population of about 700. Wow. Um, they have my three grandchildren, um, two boys, Malcolm and Walton, who are 28 and 27. Awesome. Uh, granddaughter, Cameron, who is 24. Um, Walton, the younger of the two boys, is married, so I have a granddaughter-in-law, Casey. And she's expecting uh, our first great-grandbaby in about three weeks. So it, the, fun. the date gets keeps getting moved up and up. It started off late October, okay, and it's, it's now like closer. October 6th. So oh, we're excited so about fun. that. That is super fun. Um, that's awesome. So that's kind of— And then so you have a place in South Carolina, too? Yes. Okay. When, when, Did you do that because Julie and the grandbabies yes, were out there? Yes. Okay. We, Pam and I actually, a couple of years before we retired, thought we would move to South right. Carolina. Um, the kids were still in, in school. I guess the oldest one was already in college, but we really wanted to have an opportunity to be a, a, a part of their right. life and an influence in their life mm -hmm. in a way that we couldn't do from this far right. away. Went over there, spent, I think we were there for seven weeks looking for a piece of property to buy we were going to build on. It just became clear that that was not God's yeah. direction. He spoke to both of us almost the same time. Cool. And we said, you know, we're retired. We don't have to be in one place That's permanently. Mm -hmm. So we found a small house, built, uh, bought that, and uh, and have that house over there. So yeah. I go over, I try and go about four times a year, mm -hmm. stay three to four weeks each time. Yeah. Uh, and so we've been able That's to, fine. and I've been able to really establish a much deeper relationship with the grandkids, uh, just that. being part of their mm -hmm. life day in and day out while we're there. Yeah. Uh, so, Such so a wonderful a real, example yeah. of 
purposefulness, yeah. being super purposeful yeah. with those grand, and now a great grandbaby. Yes. <laughs> so fun. That's we're, exciting. We're, we're really excited. Yes. My that. daughter, my daughter, I talked to her yesterday and she had gotten delivery of stuff to set up nursery in her oh, house. Oh, you know? so fun. <laughs> so, That's and, and so the, fun. the two boys are back there in Clio living. Okay. Uh, my son-in-law farms, and so the two boys have, after graduating, have come back and are, are farming yeah. with their dad, and so at some cool. point will take over take the family over. farm. I love that. Um, Cameron's about two and a half hours away in Charleston, so okay. she's but but she's only been there about yes. a year, yeah. so got a lot of good time with her as well. So, so fun. It's been great. That's awesome. Yeah. And I will say, when I saw Joe, when <clears> he <throat> walked in, I said, oh, you have your Sam Houston <laughs> Bearcat shirt on. And he went, no, no. No. <laughs> Clemson Tigers. I was Clemson quickly, <laughs> quickly corrected. <laughs> yes. Just yeah. in case anyone's watching, That's right. this the, is Clemson Tigers. The three, the three, the three grandkids yes. are all Clemson graduates. Their go. dad is a Clemson okay. graduate. His dad is a Clemson wow. graduate. Okay. So deep, deep roots yes. in the so family. To I was like, that's so, an important yeah. thing that we yeah. qualify. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the nice shirt that Joe has on yeah. this morning. Okay. So you grew up in Houston. Where did, did you go to college? I went to the University of Houston. Okay. That's awesome. So, uh-huh. Go Cougs, right? Isn't that what they so say? So I've never really lived no. outside of Houston. Okay. And in fact, kind of this end of town, you know, yeah. grew up in Park Place. Yeah. So been over uh, so, here. Yeah. So how did you end up at Sagemont, or how long have you been at Sagemont? Um, Pam and I came to Sagemont in 1982. Okay. We had been members at Park Place Baptist okay. Church, kind of going through some turmoil mm-hmm. at the time, and we just thought, you know, this is time to do something else. So we came yeah. to Sagemont, and uh, I, I think we joined in January, might have been February of 1982, okay. early, early in the year. That's awesome. Yeah. So a long time. Yes, long time. Gotten to see so yes. many of the things at yeah, Sagemont, yeah. which is really we, fun. We missed the, the 40 days. Okay. But we were still meeting in what we at the time called the gymatorium yes. for church service. Okay. The, the uh, HRA was was built. It was a shell. Okay. So we got to be a part of that service that cool. finished it out. So, so lots lots of exciting yes. things at Sagemont. Yes. So many things to get yeah. to be a part yeah. of that. I love yes. that. And um, you and Pam both have served at Sagemont so many different capacities through the years. Yeah. Uh, right now, you are a director for a connect group at right. 1115 Truth Seekers. Right. Um, what, and what we now call Stewart's Class. Stewart's used, Class. Used to be Chuck and Stewart's Chuck and Stewart. Class. I know. Uh, I've had to retrain and, my And brain. I actually go back so far that it was only Chuck's class. It was prior to Stewart wow, coming. So, that's so awesome. So I've been a, yeah. a director in one of his classes going back that time. far. Yeah. Even yeah. back when they were meeting in the gym, I mean, in the theaters. Yes. What did you do when yes. they were meeting yes. over in the Actually, and stuff? we Probably were meeting that. in the in the old chapel that just yes. got torn down. That was the first place we were meeting. Okay. Um, yeah. And and so actually go back that far. So, yeah. And then so cool. theaters and yeah. yes, all the yeah. things. I love the history of Sage One. It's really cool. Yeah. And I love that we have people that have been here for the history, and it's not just in a book. It's just getting yeah. to chat with people, yeah. and they lived it, which is really really neat. <clears throat> um, when I first met Pam. Um, Pam just was this presence. I mean, she was the sweetest and kindest. And I remember when I was getting to know her, um, I was surprised and so impressed at her career. Because I think by the time I met her, she was retired. She was working with Lori Cole Uh in Priority Ministry. And I thought that's what 
that's what Pam does. But then to hear of her career before that. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what Pam did. Um, she had a 30-year career at IBM. Uh, actually started out, she did not have a college degree. Mm. Got She went to business school. Uh, f- was originally a word processor okay. way back before... Word processors. Almost <laughs> before the, the, the very original yeah. word processing That's machines amazing. where you had no screen, so you couldn't, you couldn't read what you were doing. Right. Um, and, and, I mean, she just had the natural ability. She could type about 120 words a minute. Oh, my gosh. And carry on a conversation. Oh, with my it was, gosh. It was amazing, just amazing. Yeah. Um, she moved from there, and, and uh, after we married, she moved out here to uh, NASA, okay. uh, IBM at NASA, mm-hmm. and was a secretary for a short period of time. Uh, and then they were creating a, a secretarial organization rather than the secretary reporting to the, the person she supported. Mm-hmm. They, they were creating a secretarial organization. So she was promoted to manage a group of secretaries and then promoted again to manage the whole group. Right. Um, and then about halfway through her career, she frankly never liked being a manager. Okay. She was really good at it. Yeah. But she just didn't like it. And right. so she moved into personnel and spent the rest of her career in personnel. Yeah. Uh, so she was just one of those people that was so smart. Yeah. And so willing and, to share. And so wise. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And those are two very different things. Yes, absolutely. And she absolutely. had both of them. Yes, I got she to did. really work with Pam. Um Back in that, I can't even remember what year it was, but it was the year Lori Cole wrote the Bible study, um, Are You a Disciple? Uh-huh. And um, and we did it here at Sagemont. I think that was the last one she wrote. Yes, that, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And it was very interesting because she was writing it as we were doing it. Yes. And so we'd be, it's Tuesday morning Bible study, and the Monday before, Pam would call me, okay. I think she's about ready to send what y'all, I mean, and so Pam and I got to laugh at, okay, we love Lori. Yeah. Come on, Lori, yeah. get it done. But it's such a good study, <clears throat> such a cool thing for us to get to do at Sagemont as women's ministry. In fact, Lori put all the names of the ladies who attended that Bible study in the front of that workbook, which is really, really yeah. sweet. It was a neat thing to get to be a part of. Um, but I really worked closely <clears throat> with Pam, and that's really when I got to get to know her um, is spending that time with her. Um, tell everybody just a little bit about um, the last few years of Pam's life. Well, a- after after retiring from IBM, she actually worked for her dad for a couple of years. Okay. Um, she her dad was a very harsh, distant father, mm. and and they didn't have a good relationship. Pam, Pam had a deep, deep love for him and respected him and yet recognized all of his shortcomings. Mm-hmm. In fact, that was one of the things early, early on when we started dating as she was talking about him that I came to respect so much about her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We said we were going to do this. It's okay. I know. Sorry. It's okay. No, no. Listen. I know this is... But, um, <laughs> She she recognized his shortcomings and yet still loved him and said, uh, I've heard her say a number of times, God picked out her parents for Mm. her. So that's the wisdom we're talking about. That's the wisdom we're talking about. So she she uh, her dad had his own business. She had never been to the business after she left IBM. Mm. She decided she was over in the neighborhood once. And so she decided to go by. Wow. 
and and he had just lost his kind of administrative person. Okay. And they talked a little bit about her going to work for him. And she decided that she was willing to do that to see if she couldn't deepen their relationship. Wow. wow. And she did. Yes, she did. That's amazing. <laughs> she... Uh, she, she said she had no recollection growing up that he ever told her he loved her, mm-hmm. never held her on his lap, um, was just a harsh disciplinarian. Right. But, but they developed a relationship where they were telling one another they loved you. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. It really was. Yeah. Um, it's so fun to watch. Yeah. Um, so anyway, she worked for him for about two years. Okay. Um, and and uh, then went to work for Laurie, uh, mm-hmm. and worked for Laurie for about ten years. Yeah. Uh, uh, originally, were, they were all working from home mm-hmm. for several years, and then they got an office and and worked together. Yeah. Uh, she and Laurie and Shanda Styles mm-hmm. and Emily, Emily. Um, worked together, yeah. and so it was I, I really saw significant spiritual growth in yeah. her. During that time, yeah. uh, you get to hang out with that crew yeah. on a daily basis. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah, they're gonna yeah. challenge you and grow yeah. you and encourage you all at the same and, time. And she, she took one of her roles. It was her only role to begin with, but it continued on even after she became the executive director. Was to was to take Laurie's notes and put them into format that they could go to the printer. Okay, was a real specialized yeah. heavy duty program. So, so she was, and she had to just retype it. And so she typed everything that was in that book. Wow. And, and, or those books. Yes. And, and I think she was able to really, as she was doing that, absorb it mm-hmm. deep down into her heart. That's cool. uh, and it, it really, it really made a real difference in her yeah. spiritual walk. Absolutely. I love that, um, the, the four of them got to do that yeah. together. Yeah. I know that's, they have such a neat bond because of yeah. their time yes, they that do. They, they got they to do. do that. Riding together uh, and traveling together and yes. speaking and yes. all of the, yes. the things they got to do. That was a really neat season <clears throat> that they, they got to walk through. Yes. And so eventually that um, kind of stopped. Lori took a big step back yes. in doing all that. Yes. Grandbabies, yes. I hear it's a deal. And, and um, Cam actually retired uh before Lori okay. took the huge step back, okay. it was not long before mm-hmm. uh, she had already written the last book, um, and and Pam and I had kind of Pam was eight years younger than me, okay. and so when I turned seventy, she turned sixty-two and mm-hmm. was able to draw Social Security, and so we decided that was a great time to nice. retire. So we both retired. Yeah, uh, and that would have been. Uh, 2015, end of 2014. Okay. I think she worked for a couple of months into 2015, kind okay. of the transition mm-hmm. of, of her replacement. Yeah. What did y'all love to do when you retired? You know, um, we we bought that house, right. and so we didn't do a whole lot of traveling, but except for going over there. Sure. And so we really we really enjoyed that. We enjoyed yeah. spending time with friends. You know, we had both worked, and, and mm-hmm. you just didn't have a lot right. of time to spend with friends. Um, we there's a there's a group that still eats together on Tuesday yes. nights. It has it has grown. Do y'all still go to Central Texas barbecue? We don't go to Central okay. Texas every Tuesday. Okay, okay. 
at that time, when we first joined the group yeah. in 2015, on every Tuesday we went to Central Texas yes. Barbecue, and then on Friday nights we went other places and kind of rotated uh-huh. those. Um, when COVID hit, yeah. we, we weren't able to go at all. Um, and when we started back up, we decided that, that prices had gone up yeah. so much that we wouldn't do Friday night. And so we continued to do Tuesday night, but rotate Tuesday night. We still hit Central Barbecue once every yeah. four or five weeks, something I love like that. that. Yeah, so. I think that is such a good example to younger couples to say this is important. Yeah. You yeah. know, spending time with friends, being yes. purposeful, because I know that crew. Yeah. And yeah. y'all have... Group walked with each other yes. through the losses yes. of spouses. Yes. And I mean, all the things and what a support system. And yes. so often I think people don't realize build the support system before you need the support yeah. system. Yeah, It's Absolutely. super important. I, so. Yeah, there's been, I guess Cliff Trainer was the first one to pass away. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny. Yep. And then Bubba. Yep. And then Pam. And... The McGowans, Loretta and Lamar McGowan, joined the group actually after Pam passed away. Okay. He passed away just a few months ago. Okay. Um, so that's five yeah. out of the group who have passed away. And then we've actually had a couple of widows join the join group, them. people who were ladies who were already widows. Right. Yeah. So there's about half of the group are widows or widowers. Yeah. Uh, and the other half still couples. Such so. a, And I mean, gosh... <clears throat> I would think, I mean, what a blessing to know, even for Pam, to be able to go, I know Joe has people. Yeah. I know we have been purposeful that Joe has people that are going to surround him, that are going to encourage him, that are going to continue to hold him accountable, all the things. Yeah. What a peace that had to bring her. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, our two couples that were, have been our best friends, Chuck Chuck and Maureen, Mm -hmm. Uh, joined Sagemont just about the time we did. Right. Didn't know them. Um, we actually met by starting teaching uh, a college and career age group together. Cool. Chuck was the director. I was the teacher. Awesome. Maureen did the records. And that was where our friendship That's began. Really cool. The Burchams came along some, we, we're not even exactly sure when. <laughs> they the, just Don, up Donnie <laughs> and I have talked about exactly when they joined the, right. the group, but we kind of became a threesome, yeah. a, 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 a three, three couples. Three couples, yeah. And, um, and just dear, dear friends, mm-hmm. uh, really like family. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So Such they, a blessing to have those things. walked with us through Pam's illness yep. uh, and have continued to, to love me. And, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what year did Pam get sick? Uh, she was diagnosed in December of 2020. Okay. And then passed away in December of 2021. Okay. All right. And so y'all went through COVID together, yeah, <laughs> you know, yes, which is we did. wild. Yes. You know, that, I mean, that time, probably, probably more time just the two of you. Yeah. Because of COVID, because we couldn't travel, we couldn't go out. You couldn't do right. so many right. of the things that y'all really got that time, yes. just the two of yes. you. And, and, and COVID actually was still going on sure. when she di- was diagnosed. Mm-hmm. Her, I, I believe she started chemotherapy in late December of 2020. Okay. And I think it was July was the first time I got to go with her. Wow. To take chemo. She wow. had to go alone wow. up until that point. 
Mm. Uh, they, you know, they wouldn't right. let, wouldn't let even anybody a spouse in. Mm-hmm. in the in the facility. Yeah, they were so so careful yeah. about all of that. Yeah, <clears throat> um, talk to me a little bit because I saw this in her, and I, and of course you did all, every single day. Share a little bit about how Pam walked through the disease and the the last <clears throat> phase of her life. Um, I got to come and visit her and just a joy. And you look at her and go, you know, these are your last days. Yeah. And so does So do the rest of us. And you are speaking encouragement and joy. The rest of us are falling apart. (laughs) And she like in talking with her, where did that come from? How she was, how did she do that? Um, let, let me let me preface this by saying I, I want to be careful how I phrase some of these things to make sure that, that God's really the one who gets the glory. Absolutely. That's what she wanted. Absolutely. She'd be mad. She would be, yes. <laughs> if she thought we were giving her the glory. She would, absolutely. Um, and and I've, I, I've thought a good bit about this. She's kind of now got a reputation of having finished well. She did. Um, and, and certainly, I would agree with that 110%. But she was able to finish well because she had lived well. Mm. She was prepared for that. It, she didn't come to that point when she right. was faced with the cancer diagnosis. Right. Um, she had, she had uh, allowed the Lord to grow her and change her. So that when that happened, it just didn't throw her at all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I saw you, you've probably heard the analogy that you, you bump a cup and whatever's in it spills out. Well, her cup of life got bumped and what was already there spilled out. Love that. The Lord had, had already done some things. And I can talk some specifics about what she believed and, and a little bit about maybe how she got there. But, but she really had a deep, deep sense uh, and, and belief and trust uh, in God's grace. She never, ever claimed things for herself. She recognized that everything she was and had was because of God's grace, mm-hmm. not because of her, right. yeah. not because of any strength in her, but God's grace. Yeah. She had a deep, deep sense in God's sovereignty. Um, I, I couldn't tell you the number of times I heard her say that, that God had her days numbered from the beginning. Um, the reference to Psalm 139, you know, mm-hmm. we're fearfully and wonderfully made and our That's days were numbered from the womb. That's right. Um, and she would say, she's not going to live one day less or one day more than God, than than God planned. Plans. Yeah. She also just absolutely knew God loved her. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of her life verse was Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, which God says, I know the plans I have for you. They're plans to prosper you, to not, not to harm you. Yeah. And, and she, just, she just knew that in the depth of her soul. She did. Um, and she just, she just knew that there was nothing are no one more important than Jesus. Um, 
she she kind of developed a little a little phrase that became sort of her phrase, and she, it's, it, I still have some of the notes where she's mm-hmm. written this: "Jesus is enough," mm-hmm. and and she really experienced him being enough. Yeah. Um, and and I think you know I, I've actually been asked the question: How did she get to that point? Yeah. Uh, and I think the answer is it, it it's that sanctification process that God leads us through. Yeah. Um, probably, at least in my mind, maybe best described in Romans chapter twelve, verses one and two. Uh, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mm-hmm. mind. And she was able to let Scripture renew her mind, yeah. and not just her brain, but down into her heart, mm-hmm. uh, and and be transformed, right. so that she was prepared. She just that that step she took into that diagnosis was just a teeny little step. It wasn't just this big, huge right. step. Right. Yeah. Um, I, lo- I love I, I remember, I remember she, she, uh, she went and got mammogram and ultrasound and a biopsy at the Rose over here, uh-huh. kind of behind Luby's off of, off of Fuqua. Uh-huh. And uh, so they got the, the biopsy diagnosis, called us in, told us that she had breast cancer. Okay. We didn't at that point know the severity of it. Right. They, it took MD Anderson sure. kind of doing a deeper dive. But we knew she had breast cancer. We knew that it was in at least some of the lymph nodes that they had that they had biopsied. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we left. I, I still remember we were on Fuquay going across the Gulf Freeway. So we hadn't been in the car more than just a couple right. of minutes. And and she just prayed this simple little prayer. Mm. She said, "Well, <laughs> sorry." No. She she prayed. So she said, "Well, Lord, we know this didn't catch you by surprise, mm. and we trust you, and we want you to be glorified in our lives." And that just set the foundation for for everything she experienced mm-hmm. through that through that next year. Yeah. It was just incredible. It was incredible. It was. And um, <clears throat> I love that you walked so faithfully beside her in all of those hard days. You were a huge example. She was, but you were, and yeah. how well you loved her. It, and, it was um, an honor. Yeah. Just amazing. In fact, um, I, I think partly because of the way she was raised, she was a fairly independent yes. person. Yes. She didn't, uh, I remember early in our marriage, I was kind of still opening the car door for her. And she says, why are you doing that? I, I can, I'm perfectly capable <laughs> right. of opening the car door. Okay, okay. Um, and, and she wasn't independent in a negative way. Right. She, just, she just was an independent mm-hmm. person. But, mm-hmm. And during that time, um, for really the first time in our marriage, I got to kind of take care of mm. her. And so it was really That's a sweet. special time yeah. for me. Yeah. You got to do that and love her in those ways. Yeah. I love that so much. So when you and I were talking before, when I was asking you to come and do this, um, one of the phrases you said just stuck with me. And this was a few months ago. Um, you said that. <clears throat> After losing Pam and walking through grief that Stuart said, Joe, be purposeful to grow through your grief. Yeah. 
the first year. Yes. And I was like, well, that's a book title. Yeah. <laughs> Grow through your grief. Yeah. Talk to me. And it's one thing for <clears throat> someone to say, hey, you should do that. Yeah. It's another thing to do it and yes. experience it. So talk a little bit about <clears throat> what, how did you do that? What did it look like? How do we grow in yeah. such deep grief? He did. I, I, I felt like pretty early on, I think it was within a couple of weeks after she passed away, I sat down with Stuart just to kind of make sure I was pointed in the right direction. Yeah. And that's one of the things he kind of challenged me, really. He says, sure. make, make this a year of growing through grief. Mm -hmm. And we talked about grief, and he, and he talked about um, uh, being willing to experience those feelings. Yeah. Um, but but we don't grieve as those who are without hope. Amen. And so he challenged me to make it a season of growing through grief mm. and to even make it an opportunity for ministry. Mm. And so so I committed to the Lord to do that and really just sort of ask him, you know, you you guide me through this process. Right. I didn't really quite know what that meant or what sure. it was going to look like. Um, but I was able to do that and really am continuing to do that sure. now, even almost two years later. Right. Um, and, and I think there's several things that that uh, kind of stick out in my mind. Um, I, I was able to really do a much better job of getting in touch with my own emotions mm. uh, through that. Um, I, I had not experienced much negative things through my life. I've had a, a, right. a, a, an easy life, frankly. Yeah. Um, about the only difficult thing that I really experienced was uh, divorce mm -hmm. from the first marriage, and that right. was that was difficult, sure. particularly because of the impact on the two children. Absolutely. That was what it, what really hurt with yeah. that. But but that was about the only thing. You know, I mean, I've lost my parents, but they were both. Old, you right. know, they lived a full life, mm -hmm. and you'd certainly grieve that. So I was actually able to do a much better job of getting in touch with my emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and, and unfortunately, we can't just kind of stuff some of our emotions. We tend to stuff them all. True. And so I think that's that's really helped me to grow mm -hmm. emotionally. Um, I was able, when I was really hurting, really missing Pam, yeah. to to turn to the Lord, to look to mm -hmm. the Lord, to bring comfort. Yeah. Um, and so my relationship with the Lord has become much, mm. much more tender. Mm. Um, and and again, that's just kind of a process that that I've gone through and am continuing to go through. Right. Um, uh, Stuart also kind of challenged me to to use this as an opportunity for a ministry. And so I've been able to do that. I've been able to share some of what I experienced with Pam mm -hmm. and and since that loss with others who have lost awesome. spouses, with others who have been diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's sort of what yeah. that growth has looked like and resulted in. Um, yeah. That's amazing. So I love that um, such a great example of using the things we walk through because when you know when god says he turns ashes to beauty yes so often the way he uses our ashes is through ministering and telling people yes. about yes. those ashes yes. telling people about the really hard things we go through yes. as an encouragement as yeah. hey this is hard and it's yeah. okay that it's hard but yes. you also walk through it yes. and god is still good even you know for you earlier we're saying you know that 
Pam trusted the Lord. Yeah. Completely yeah. and knew when her time was. Yes. Was that harder for you to to really be like, okay, Lord, I trust you, but really? Like, I trust you, but does this have to, like, I'm assuming, me, I'm like, I would be having those conversations yes. with the Lord. Yes. I, it, interesting you say that. Stuart and I were talking just a few weeks ago, and he made the point that that, was, that that whole thing was probably more difficult for me than it was for her. And I think that's true. Yeah. Um, I, 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 she, she certainly prayed that God would heal her, but it was never in a desperate kind of right. way. It was always in the context of, of you know what's best. Right. And I'm willing to submit to whatever your plan is. Right. Um, I was a little bit more on the Lord. I really do want you to heal her. Right. Um, as we progressed, and it just looked like that wasn't going to happen. Um, at least let it go into remission. MD Anderson had told us mm. that uh, that sometimes that particular cancer went into remission, maybe three years, five years. They said they've even seen a couple of people last as long as seven years. Wow. And so I was praying that that would happen. Mm-hmm. But but I, but in the context of God's will. Yeah. Um, and, and we knew, they told us right up front that it was not curable. Okay. We knew, we okay. knew right up front um, it, was a, it was a somewhat unique type breast cancer. It was not your kind of standard breast cancer. Okay. I think something in the neighborhood of 10 to 15 percent of all breast cancers called triple negative, Mm -hmm. very aggressive, Mm -hmm. very fast growing. And hers had already spread to lymph glands uh, throughout the body. Mm. Um, And so the the indication was that they never really told us how long they expected her to live. But the treatment goal was that she would still be alive in 12 months. So we kind of knew going in what we were looking at. Yeah. Um, Man. So um, almost two years um, uh that she's been gone from this place. Yes. And um, you uh, still love the Lord. I do. Still walking with the Lord. You're still about his work. Yes. And and you said this earlier, and I love this. You're able to do that now, not because of all of a sudden this happened and you decided to do that. It's because you've walked with him. Yeah. And this I, is I what think, you do. I think that's true. Yeah. It, it was it was not a huge step for me either. Right. Um, it it just has been that that growth process, uh, being in His Word, yeah. uh, being here at Sagemont, great preaching, great teaching for all these years. Yep. Um, and and being able to, again, not believe it just with the head, but yeah. with the heart. With your heart. Absolutely. Uh, and, and growing through that. Yeah. It's been real special. I love that. You are such an encouragement. And um, and I will say, if you're watching, you've walked through this, you're in the middle of it. <clears throat> I know Joe would love to sit down and share with you. Um, I, I'd be happy to do that. Absolutely. I absolutely know that he would. And also know that here at Sagemont, we have um, licensed professional counselors that you can meet with that will give you tools and um, on how to walk through hard seasons. We also have a support group that uh, grief share. 
and a wonderful program if you're walking through grief with people that are walking through grief as well. And it really helps you go through some of those steps. And so know that there we have resources here at Sage One. We'd love for you to yes. come and plug in and, and get those and help us um, walk with you through the season of grief. Um, but we also have amazing people like Joe that are like, I'll just sit down and talk to you. Just and I went through the grief share yeah. process. Um, it, Pam passed away in in de- early December, December the eighth, and I think that started about mid January. Mm-hmm. I probably was still sort of numb through most of the right. f- first part of it, uh, but it still was very helpful. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a great program. A great it program. really is a great yeah. program. I thought I ought to go through it again. Just you know, yes. haven't haven't sat down and done it. Yeah. But, uh, it's an amazing program. Yeah. We all, <clears throat> Sagemont offers it in the fall and in the spring. You can jump into that. Just call. You can call our counseling yeah. department. They can tell you when that meets, and uh, be able to get involved in that. But you know, one one other thing that I just thought about yeah. that that uh, Pam was so sure that this was God's plan for her mm-hmm. life, um, and and I came to accept that as well. This was this was God's plan right. for her life, and after she passed away, it dawned on me if this was God's plan for her. Mm-hmm. It's also his plan for me. Love that show. Yeah. And just as she trusted him, so can I. Amen. I love that. And I so thank you for being such an amazing example of being able to do the hard thing well. Well, it's it again. It's, it, the it's Lord. because of what God's done. Absolutely. It, it's, I, I've just somehow or another managed to submit to to Him. Yeah. Uh, again, through His grace. That's right. Uh, and and what he's done yeah. in in my life. It's amazing. I thank you for being willing to share. Thank you. The parts of Pam uh, and yourself with us. It's uh, it's been it's been an honor. Love y'all so much. Love you. you tons, and, and so and I appreciate love you as well. Pam you. thought so much of you. I adored her very much. Thanks for coming and sharing with us today. Y'all, thanks for hanging out at Table Talk. Like I said, if you see Joe, go up, give him a hug. (laughs) um, uh, He's just the sweetest. And so thank y'all for spending time with us today. We'll see you next time on Table Talk.